and we back up in this thing. The best storytelling podcast in the whole fucking world. Oh, yes, we are live. I got the Kobe Bryant jersey on because we still shooting, bitch. There's a lot of talk about us not having no episode today, but we in this motherfucker and we about to give it to you. Let me tell you who's in the room. Oh, we got a special lineup today. God damn it, damn fool is in this motherfucker all the way from the Windy City by way of Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Over here in the other corner, I got my nigga Black motherfucking Ron from Dallas, Texas. Oh, Over here, we got Energizer the DJ all the way from Mo City by way of Richmond. And last but surely not least, who you see right here that you haven't seen before, this is the second. That's right, number two of the three. That's right, I got this three. My, 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 my sister, Joanna, is up in this thing. Jody Joe, what's up? Yo, yo, what's good? What's good, nigga? Oh, we in here. Oh, shit. Coco just went over there to fix her makeup. I don't know if the kids running around. But we <laughs> in here. And uh, Ron, I got to say something to you. I talked to Courtney, and you will mm. see this on the behind the scenes of the roast. After further review, it was brought to my attention, uh, damn fool. Uh, Black Ron stuffed my wife mouth full of Molly right before she went up on the goddamn second show. Yeah. Well, there it is. Wondering the whole time why she had locked you her. Got the fucking snitch. Well, there it is. Well, my wife right there we go. In my defense. That explains this right here. When we engaged in the proclivities aforementioned, she told me that she was done for the night. Then she then commandeered the microphone in a drug-addled tirade. Well, I'm sure the drugs helped her decide to commandeer the Molly told her. <laughs> you know, that nigga pulled that Molly out and she was like, no, not again, not again. <laughs> he was like, what are you talking about? What are you, Black Ryan gave it to me and I lost my mind. Not the iron. I'll be good, man, I promise. I promise I won't do nothing. First of all. Put the hang on way, daddy, come on. Everybody was to blame that night. <laughs> I took the blame the next day. I had nothing. I was like, look. I had nothing to do with the nigga that did Snow Angels in the Rain. He didn't know about this till like, what, a week ago? A week ago. I said, about a week ago. He was like, and your first set could have been better. I said, <laughs> I ran it by day, I ran it by food. And, and, and we laughed about the shit for hours. Hey, hey, now here, let me say this. It yeah, wasn't the jokes, defense. it was the timing. I was just, I was just gonna say, it wasn't the jokes, it was the timing. And, and and I don't even take a hit for that because I should have took the time to tell you, hey, say it like this, say it like this. But when I read the shit, I was like, this shit is hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> I wrote the shit. I know it was hilarious. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't oh. understand. I, I. I. We didn't have the conversation about cadence. Well, yeah, yeah. nigga, you was high when you told her the first time. I wasn't there for that. Nigga was geeked up that night. I was. And, and it, I was. Gonna hit him with that one. Hey, that was a great one <laughs> session. <laughs> That was a great fucking writing session. I was like, and another motherfucking thing. You ought to tell that nigga. She never did the joke that was really supposed to make the whole house flip over on your ass. The pubic hair joke? No, not that one, but that one was amazing too. 
What? Well, let me hear. Let me hear it now. You read the jokes, you son of a bitch. That's what you. I ripped them up. Mike Ron, I follow your. I I I remember the jokes. I can tell you all of them. The joke about being married to Billy Pharrell. I remember all of them. She had five. Being married to Billy is like. She had five of those, and the one that give me the best two. The chart topper was being married to Billy Sorrells is like going to dinner at a five-star restaurant. It's been booked out. It's nobody there but you and him. But all the food is on paper plates. Nope. Nope. My fa- let me tell you my favorite one. Let me tell you my favorite one. Was being married to Billy is like going to a, con- going to a concert. And you get robbed, robbed and stabbed on the way in, but you met Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. But there hey, we go. You met Beyonce. Nigga, I lost it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so, hey, so, so you want to clear up because we we know what happened with Henry. So again, we will emphasize this, and it's brought up in several other stories. Now, before okay. show one, let me tell you what happened. While I was upset, all right, I get there, I'm backstage. I got my pregame turn up. I got a bag, bag full of white yes, Molly, and, and so I'm I'm ready. I'm getting my hair cut, and I'm like, all right, let me get my niggas in the game. I got Bukapon. I know he ready. Henry, he come in and go with his goddamn uh hobby airport bag. Throw a uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, what was that? Uh, Mac taxi. That nigga was dressed. I said that nigga was dressed like a shade tree mechanic. Hey, listen, he looked like he had a carburetor in his backpack. So the nigga (laughs) came right in and said, "Where's the dope?" I said, "Right here, Henry." I gave it to Boo. Boo said, "Oh yeah, we ready to fly, blood. We good." I was like, "All right." I tapped it and I said, "Here, Henry." And I turned and talked to Ernest and Pat and I said, "Look." And another thing, Henry and that nigga was gone, and I never saw Henry the rest of the show. I got no second bump. It was two grams of cocaine, three Molly, uh, almost, almost, almost two and a half grams of Molly, and three. I don't see Henry again till the till the after the first show. He walking down the hallway, sweating. I'm talking about drenched. I say, Henry, what's up? Oh, I'm about to get on your ass, and he just walked right past me to the stage. I said, Where's the dude? He said, oh, it's gone. It's gone. You ain't need all that. I said, I said, you did all of it? All of it? That ain't what took it over the top. What took it over the top is when he first came into the green room, he got one of them bottles of Fiji, housed the goddamn bottle of water, and then filled the bottle back halfway with Cavassier. I'm talking about halfway of the Fiji bottle. Then looked at the Fiji bottle and said, no, that ain't enough. Picked the Cavassier back up, and I was like, what you doing? And he was like, you right, you right. And sat the bottle back down. I was like, nigga, what you mean I'm right? You <laughs> 10 ounces of Cavassier, motherfucker. First of all, there were 72 comedians in a club. 72? With 900 bottles of free Cavassier floating around. This was a plan going wrong from the top. <laughs> We didn't think that nigga, the way through. When Henry walked in and he saw all that free liquor, I knew then it was going to be a problem. I'd known Henry Coleman for 15 years now. 
Okay. Henry Colvin is a nigga that I met drinking box out of a wine, drinking wine out of a box out his trunk in the parking lot at the J spot. That's how I met the man. I walked up to the J spot. The man was standing outside his car. He had a solo cup full of red wine that he was getting out of box that said Franzia or some shit, I believe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was drinking this shit outside. This is what he do. So I seen him getting there and I'm like, okay, here you go. Now Henry get drunk and he get this weird like stare, like off into space type thing. And it looked like he looking at you like he's sizing you up. And several niggas came to me like, hey man, who is this nigga from Memphis? Man, I'm about to whoop his ass. And I'm like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. He ain't, he ain't really on that. He playing like, he, and he does that a lot. He always play like that, but he always about to get his ass whooped by somebody. Nigga, the cameraman was ready to whoop his ass. The cameraman was like, hey, tell the drunk nigga to get out Billy's shot. So he come back over there. Courtney tried to tell him like, hey, you need to stay out of this shot. He said, no, who said it? Fuck the nigga that said it. I punch him in the shit. He ain't finna punch nobody in that shit. He, that nigga ain't gonna step on the grape. You know what I'm saying? So he go, he comes over to me. He's like, hey man, I hate Billy. I said, oh, <laughs> I said, that's good because you're going up next. So, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, yeah, you I probably said, hated me, but that goddamn crowd hated your ass. <laughs> I felt like Wait, I was talking to you. Let me tell y'all the part that I hated. What's that? Is when the nigga found out what no more Cavassier in the green room. We talking right now. He right walked now. his ass on the stage. Give me a second, mommy's talking. What's wrong? During the show, during a live shot, this nigga walked across the goddamn stage over to me Billy's side leaning on Billy turn left like <laughs> yeah yeah reach down pick Billy's bottle up pull the shot <laughs> go back and watch the fucking roast oh nigga did we bruh it was it was like at this moment dog energizer what was you thinking when you saw this shit going on like because you was there on watching the shit <clears throat> on, on site what did you think bro this was like watching the relapse of niggas in AA transpire. The entire, the entire setup looked like the Muppets. You know how when the Muppets had their strings up and everybody doing this shit right here and some calamity? That's what this shit looked like. The shit looked like calamity. <laughs> the shit, the shit looked like a Muppet baby playing going wrong. That's what this entire scenery looked like from a sober mind. Um, nothing that anybody really said made sense the entire night. So anytime I came to get any version of information, just none of the shit added up. It all resulted back to, I'm going to just do, fuck it, I'm going to just do it. Feels good, and we're going to go with this. So, yeah, these <laughs> niggas. Uh, I, heard, I heard that line so many times. I just stopped talking to niggas. I was like, you know what? I'm not asking nobody else shit. But Man, just I go can't... out there and, you know, you know, do what you do. What the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> I spent the whole first show looking for niggas and telling niggas, hey, bro, don't move. I'm coming back to you. You're on the second block. Just to have to come back and look for niggas, bro. Niggas to the was point getting where hey, man, I said, Fuck That Cavazier got the flowing and it was it was rap, man. Then the nigga Henry, so I see Henry and Billy having a, a, a standoff in the dressing room. Billy, whenever Billy give you this look like here, like, <laughs> 
hey, what the fuck wrong with him? Like, that means get this nigga out of my face before I hit him. So, <laughs> <laughs> the eyes get big, he look around. He, be like, he look around for whoever he, <laughs> he look around for whoever he think know that nigga the best. Like. Hey, hey, man. Hey, what's up with your boy? <laughs> like, so I, that's the, that's the, uh, Henry, I say, hey, Henry, come on, man, let's go. He like, hey, fool, you got me, man. You got me, fool. I, you got me. Because I, I already know what's going to happen. I'm finna have to babysit this nigga. So I'm telling Billy already, hey, man, I'm not taking this nigga home later. I'm not taking this nigga to the hotel. I'm not doing none of that. I'm leaving. He like, no, you good, you good, you good. We got somebody to take him, right? I come outside. This nigga swimming in the drainage ditch. The nigga. nigga is laying on his back in the intersection. In the soaking wet. Dude, I come outside no and put back next to him. He got three hundred dollars laying next to him in hundred dollar bills, and he got all his belongings laying out on the ground. I, w- I get I wake I get him up. He now sleep. He looking straight up in the sky. He looked like man. somebody hit him and ran through his pockets. Exactly, punched the shit out of him because his eyes wide open. I said, man, what's up? You good? He said, yeah, I'm straight. I'm just chilling. I said, man, you laying on the floor, man. Let me help. Let me. I kept trying to grab him. He was like, man, stop. Stop trying to grab me, bro. I said, I'm trying to help you up off the ground. That nigga looked up. He said, I'm on the ground. I said, yes, you are. <laughs> You're definitely on the motherfucking ground, my nigga. So he gets, I help him up off the ground. He get his shit up. He count that 300. He flip it over the way Smokey did when he was give, when he was counting the money, the big worm, and he counted it again. It was like, yeah, I got that six. Uh, that, I said, no, nah, that's three hundred. That's not six hundred. I promise you. He's like, no, nah, fool, I had six hundred. I said, well, okay, you still got it. Put it in your bag. So he put the money in his bag. We start walking. He say, hey man, you you gonna take me home? I said, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm some car. I said, cause you wet, and I don't know if it's cause you've been laying in the on the ground or if you done peed on yourself. So you're not getting in the car with me. I said, but what I am going to do is I'm going to call you an Uber you with your, your Uber. phone. Because if right. I call it on my phone, you're going to fuck up my, yeah, man, fuck my, my rating. And you so know what, damn fool? Before you finish telling them that, let me tell you about our good friends from Manscaped. Because fucking up your rating is especially important if they fuck your rating up in the bedroom. Let me tell you about how important personal male grooming is. Listen, you see this beard? I got a beard, but not down there, though, fellas. Let me tell you why. The ladies want you to be clean shaven. They want to make sure when they go down and do their business, you are clean and fresh. That is why Manscaped has a whole campaign to make sure your balls is smooth and smell good like champagne. That rhymes together. Let me tell you what they got. If you let yourself go in 22 while the quarantine is going on, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean shaven all 2021. Let me tell you something, man. Come out that quarantine with them clean balls. The ladies mm. don't thank you. Bruh, this lawnmower 3.0, it's got a goddamn light on it. If the light comes on and then you hit the hit that motherfucking button. Hit that button. Hit that button on it. Look at that light. You get all of that up under that uh, and, and, and listen, you got you know how when you use the good clippers, you nick your balls. You ain't finna do that. You finna get all that. Courtney walked in on me the other day cleaning, cleaning myself out, didn't you? And she was upset. Straight technology, people. Skin safe technology. She was looking at me like, you gonna clean that up? I said, of course, I'm gonna clean it up. But first, I gotta manscape that thing and well, get it off. He's gross. I needed I needed the light. I needed the light. It's got a light on it, but I needed more light and I wanted to get it. Plus, you know what I'm saying? They don't mine don't ever really flush all the way down in the water. Anyway, the thing about manscape is that's so dope though, guys. They have a ball 
cream. Listen, a ball cream <laughs> right there. Yeah. That is ball deodorant. You put that on there. Now the underside of your balls, because when they when they pull your, your man up and do that smell, want to know where you at, you get that the preserver right there. That ball deodorant is going to make your balls feel minty clean. It also has special natural elements in it, which will make sure if you massage that into your skin, it prevents chafing. It prevents fungus from growing. It also will prevent uh, excess sweat, which is why I got to make sure I keep using that thing because that hey, landscape is all the way in there. And if that wasn't enough for you, y'all, because they love us over there at Manscaped and they want to show us a good time, listen, man, all you got to do now is go over there and get you an order 20% off. They just text me. Manscaped just told me 20% off. Yeah. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com. That's man, S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Now, you put the promo code D-Y-M-M. They're going to give you a dope little bag and a kit. They're taking 20% off, free shipping, and it's coming right to your goddamn house. Get ready. Your balls will thank you. And remember, a guy with hairy balls in the year 2020, that ain't what you want to do. Don't be hairy in 2021. Go to manscaped.com. That's man, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Promo code D-Y-M-M. 20% off, free shipping, and it's coming your way. Special thanks to my boy, Dan Fu, for all the um, hand modeling that he's doing. Boy, you, you got a career in that. And again, Visuals. 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 You, you know how hard it was to hold that yeah, Very hard, because you didn't do it. You didn't hold <laughs> it steady at all. Let me tell you something. I didn't know fungus could get on balls. Yeah, it will. It, will. it, uh, it gets on there. So listen, this is the thing, guys. Uh, for those of you just joining us on this live edition of DYMM Digital Mystery Podcast, got today we got Black Ryan, got my sister Joanna on here, Coco Surreal is here, Energizer the DJ, Damn Fool, you know what the fam is. Uh, shout out to my boy Kadeem Zordon, who was here helping us pull this together for my all deaf family. Shout out to the doors here. We are up in this thing. Now, we were talking about what happened that night. Uh, Henry Coleman at this time, and the story is in front of Grooves, swimming uh, uh, in the. Uh, the the knitter yeah, drainage ditch. Mm -hmm. uh, At this time, I pick him up off the ground and called Uber. Now I've been told several different things. I've been told there's a ride coming for for Henry. I've been told there's an Uber coming for him. But all of these things are not coming to fruition. And at this point, I'm noting what's been happening. Henry's gonna wind up in my car, and I was told he wouldn't wind up in my car. But guess what? Henry wound up in my fucking car, man. And I had to babysit this nigga for the next hour. I had to take this nigga to the hotel, then walk him to his room, because Black Ryan and his brother was not happy. I At all. I was so glad you called me out right then, damn fool. I thought, I, I was like, maybe damn fool ain't gonna say that he saw me. I'm so glad you said something, because by the time we got to my car, there were several people there, and another comedian who shall remain nameless was named as Henry's guardian. Now, he fuck said, that. Ooh, because we need to call that nigga. Y'all need that name? And revoke, and revoke his guardianship. Y'all need, need that name? Yeah. Got to have that name? Fuck it. Dave, David Lucas was named Henry Coleman's initial guardian. Everybody said David got Henry. David he was got Henry's him. caretaker that David. night. He was his handler. Now, to synopsize, young fool, what did Henry say when you talked to him? Now, I talked to Henry a day or so ago. I said, Henry, what the fuck happened, man? What was wrong with you? He said, oh, man, I took one of them pills out of Billy's bag. I said, what? 
said, yeah, man, I, I, I found some pills and built a book bag. And you know, it was, it was a big blue one, so I just took it. You know what I'm saying? I said, hey, man, that's where you made your mistake. You don't take no pills out of Billy's bag. Not like to tell you, you don't know what the fuck is in that magic bag. Nigga, you fuck around and turn into a dragon, nigga. Like, that is not, you don't know what's gonna happen. You woke mama up in the morning. Said, that's what your ass get. That's what your ass get for stealing, going off in people's belongings, taking shit without asking, popping shit without permission. That's just good enough for your ass. That's what your ass get. But I what this said, nigga, this nigga ended up being a black mermaid, a gutter mermaid. At this that. nigga, I'm talking about, about to qualify for the Junior Olympics. Now, when the nigga was on stage doing this. <laughs> I knew it was over. I knew it was over. I hey, said, yeah, that nigga whoa, 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 whoa. Like, he got no teeth. He was doing, whoa, whoa, He was doing the, I'm looking for my dentures, but I realized I ain't got them in my mouth. Hey, that's yeah, exactly. Teeth, but you can't feel your gums. He that's couldn't feel none of that shit. He couldn't feel none of that shit. That yeah. nigga didn't know he had teeth in his mouth no more. Yeah. When you he thought somebody knocked his teeth out. But let's, he let's, did that. He did that. I'm teething. He did that. I'm teething, but my mama just put a little Hennessy on my gums. So let me figure out what the fuck exactly, this is. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly let's, what we let's got. You. Let's go all the way back to the hotel. Pulling up at the hotel. Yeah. I pull up. Ballet. Damn fool. Pull up. Hand he, off. He talking about. Hey, Black Run, come help me uh, get Henry off in there. I said, I'm not. I'm not helping you do a goddamn thing with him. <laughs> oh, Black Black Run, what you mean? You know, I say, man. Henry is a grown man, older than me, in fact. You got this nigga. I tried my best to be slick about it. Hey, man, come over here and help me. Hey, bro, I'm from Texas. I've, I've been to Houston a lot. The fact that Henry did all of that shit and nothing adverse happened to him, didn't nobody hurt him, didn't nobody rob him. You nope. know what I'm saying? He, nothing happened to him. gonna happen. One, once I knew what was happening with him, I didn't get mad. I was just like, man, I got to make sure he's straight. And I think probably Henry think I'm mad at him, but I'm not mad. I know what happened once that bag got missing. I said, he hey, told me. You did too much, bro. And the fact said, that bro, you got can't. you home safe, that's my only obligation. We got you home safe. You sleep in the lobby, my boy. You was a grown ass man. You supposed to know your limit by now. Yeah. Damn well, fool, I don't give a fuck what you do with him. But you, we got him back to the goddamn hotel. We have fulfilled our moral obligation. Not a hair was harmed on his head. Not <laughs> one fucking hair was harmed on that boy's head. And I saw to that. Because we was one of the last ones to leave. All of us were the last asses out of fucking grooves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody right here. Shit. <laughs> Straight up. And he's he's now indebted. It's like, first of all, because the truth of the matter is, all the motherfuckers that you around all the time in L.A., all the motherfuckers that you know from when you was back in Atlanta, all the motherfuckers that you was around getting on their nerves all show long, left your goddamn ass. Mm. Well, he got it, so we got him. We got him, though. We made sure. Here's my, this is the thing with me, man. Like, no matter how much shit I talk, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get you there. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I might talk shit all the way there, but I'm gonna get you there. Because, hey, I'm entitled to that. <laughs> because I you got your home safe. Like, talk shit. But I wasn't gonna leave the man out there because I known him too long, but niggas was walking right. Niggas was stepping over that nigga. Like, he wasn't laying in the middle of the street. Like he was a homeless nigga in New York City. 
Niggas was driving nah, like this nigga was Tyron Lue. Like nigga was Tyron Lue. Oh, this nigga was AI. Yeah. I'm talking about a big stone. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody got situations where they, you know, they they hang out with Bill O and shit gets turned up. But that's a that's a that that lesson is about moderation, bro. Because everybody that was there was afforded the same free liquor, the same free weed, the same free dope, the same free food, the same experience, and nobody else got out of their body except no. the one the one person no. who overindulged. Hey, There's always this that is, one nigga that this got three samples in his pocket and shit. Like, bro. It's, a, it's free. What no, 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 no. This is why they made the child safety lock on the top of the peel box. He is the reason. Literally <laughs> post the child. Bro, he, that's the reason why they put serving sizes on the back of motherfucking packages and shit. Because you're not supposed to get it a is. whole box of Oreos in one serving. <laughs> well, to his defense, maybe he's just never had shit. You know how, like, uh, my grandma, she she adopted nope. foster kids. No, nope. he's maybe. everything. Nope. No, I'm everything. just saying, but wait, hear me out. You know, the foster kids, no matter how much food they got, they used to hide it under their beds. And we could never figure out why they kept hiding food, though it was so much around them. So maybe he just wasn't acclimated to the freeness of so much shit. Nope. Maybe? Nope. 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 Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Well, you, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Yo, though, that I mean, is, I don't know. We get it. We get the concept, but not him. He knew Not he him. Was. He played, okay. he I ain't never met him. I'm, I'm just trying to Henry Coleman play devil's advocate. Fucking comedian. He has been around uh, <laughs> big balling ass events. You know what I'm saying? He done been around. Niggas walk up to you and hand you drugs at comedy shows. They give you a handshake. You be like, oh shit, it's a half ounce. What the so, fuck? So he's aware. He's been around it. He's been around it. He was in Atlanta for damn near a decade. He's been around opulence and all and all the the perks that come with being a really funny comedian, which he is. Yeah, he didn't been in, he didn't land hey. in Stone Mountain with his pants hey, around hey. his ankles and didn't know how he got there. That's how hey, now, <laughs> hey, hey, hey Jaza, uh Now let me ask this question: Like in the band, yeah. all you niggas was in the band. Ironically, Rack Ron mm-hmm. was in the band, Fool was in the band. I hung around band niggas. Uh, there's drugs in the band because you know you can't kill a band nigga. Like you know what? what they put y'all through. How do y'all march all that hopping, stepping, and shit you doing for hours? That goddamn, that goddamn uniform, how the fuck, I tell you hey, that. I don't know what they make that uniform. Especially that bitch ass hat. I hate that hat. Bro, that uniform you can't see in the motherfucker. The motherfucker keep falling. <laughs> it it <laughs> intentionally nigga. lays down over your brow. You like, nigga, how am I supposed to see in a formation with all this shit on? And you gotta think, I'm five six and three quarters right now. I lie and say I'm five seven. But you know what I'm saying? If I'm that tall now, imagine how tall I was in high school, nigga, with all that shit on and a young five four. I had a and and the band you see right there, that's Willow Ridge. That's a high school band. That ain't no college band. You might think that's uh uh southern. No, that is the real high school band. They were a good band. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that video. Fuck you, niggas. I'm in that video. Let me tell you something <laughs> I never fuck with with the band shit. Hold on. To answer your question, the drug shit, I've never done a drug. But I'm going to tell you something. What I don't get about niggas and weed back in the gap was in high school, the idea was to move inconspicuously if you did a drug. That's why white people was always good at doing them drugs in high school. Black schools, niggas want to fog out the goddamn car and then walk your ass <laughs> into a goddamn band hall, four, five goddamn deep, like it ain't 200 motherfuckers in there getting ready, and you smell like goddamn 
uh, weed smoke man just misting your motherfucking foggy ass on through there. How mm-hmm. the fuck do you think that we not gonna notice this shit? Bro, <laughs> it's no way that I could smoke weed and deal with low visibility. I gotta deal with this fucking cape on my back. I got a drum on me <laughs> and I got another fucking plume. This plume alone will fuck with me if I goddamn smoke weed. Why the fuck was, must we wear plumes? Like, does it make you more? Why? Why is it necessary? I never understood the plume, my nigga. We look goofy. Why is it necessary? <laughs> it looked good when y'all moved. White girls perfect sense. And believe That's it or not, how you the flag is worn so low. It's so that everybody has the same face. Everybody look the same. If, if everybody looks the same because we pissed off because you can't see a fucking thing, can't see in this damn thing, right? Can't play in this goddamn everybody thing. Everybody look the same because we got this bullshit ass uh band blue outfit and blue here. jean. I don't know what the fuck they make their goddamn uniform out of, but I know if you was to put it around your car, you could bulletproof your shit. I know that. <laughs> that that shit is made out of it's made out of car floor mats. That that shit made out of it's made out of the same material floor mats in the car. Made out of, as prison Bro. mattress. I don't know what the fuck that is that they make them goddamn. Hey, what band was you in, Black Ron? What school? Justin Ford Kimball, Marching Night Train Band. You know what I'm talking about? Oak Hill, Texas. Look us up. Okay. Oldest, 5'8". Now, we was 5'8 when I was going there, but I think Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was 5'8 too. Okay, there it is. Oh, it was 4'8 school. Yeah, if you, if you... Bro, if you wasn't a 5'8 band, nah, stop having a band doing. conversation. You weren't a 5'8 football team, you weren't that... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. stop having that band conversation with me, my nigga. If y'all, if it wasn't line after line of y'all last marching, my nigga, stop having that conversation with me, bro. If it wasn't- nigga, you, you wasn't, you not a good school in the South period if your band ain't shit. That's just how y'all niggas work. Your yeah, band ain't football but, team. But listen, Motherfucker don't listen. give a damn about graduation rate. It's like, nigga, how's y'all band? <laughs> Fuck niggas, how many niggas graduated last year. Listen, the nigga don't even give a fuck. So that the way how I shit work was, niggas never gave a fuck about the football team. That was the real shit about us. We are only there because of football, but nobody gives a fuck about the football team. And then the way how I shit work was, so I really didn't realize the dynamics that was in play. We are in Missouri City, technically, but our school district or Ben is Sugarland? it's a white district. So it's really like the white folks is only showing up to see these niggas play. That's literally why niggas are showing up. And so I didn't realize the dynamics because even in middle school, we had a live ass little middle school band. So for us to get to Willow Ridge, we had already heard about Willow Ridge. They recruit you. You know, they used to send them coming to you. Uh, you, you know, get called to the cafeteria. Right. They come in and drum majors will come in and, uh, I mean, for me, it was the pelvic thrust that really kind of sold me. I was like, you could be in a band and wear like these type of outfits and throw pelvis. See, they didn't come in the pool. They didn't come in the plume outfit with the low visibility. They didn't come in that. They came in like the your eagle shirt and drum majors in there killing it. And I'm like, yeah, if drums is doing that and they, oh, this is this is me all day. But nigga, if you look at the shit, you going through so many different things. One, you pledge to be in the band back in the day. It was. It was worse than joining a game because at least in a game you got that one ass whooping. Then you was in with with drums and and you hold on. Not only did I have to pledge the band, but then I had to pledge the pledge drum your section, section too. Yeah. Right, you had to pledge your section. I pledge your section, nigga. <laughs> you getting listen, double crab? Listen. So not only am I getting it, listen, and then at that time for me, I pledged uh, the the frat that me and Billy in. 
I pledged during freshman year. So the niggas in my band section is, um, the, the niggas in my drum section is all in my frat and in the tuba section. So we got all the niggas that's in the brass, the tuba, the drums, nigga, we all in a, in a, in a tight knit group, nigga, you getting pledged like three fucking times over. Nigga, at one point in time- The brass and the percussions it. is the best part of the band anyway. Best part. Hands oh, down. absolutely. Hands it, down. I mean, it was never like, like, the back part of the marching formation. The back no bitch part never of looked the at a nigga playing the flute and was like, I'm fucking him tonight. That never happened. But as long as never. you could swing that drumstick, you never. was in there. So watch this. Look, watch this. Bro, you had to pledge three different sections. My mama found out I was sneaking and pledging and found out they was kicking my ass. I'm like, hell yeah, she finna give me up out of this shit because I ain't really signed up for this type of ass whooping. Nigga, she looked at me and said, oh, well, y'all kicking his ass? All right, but well, nigga, get out of my car and put me out. I'm like, nigga, help. You're the parent, help. But that, bro, that's how it was with band. Like, literally, um, it, it was it was really a, a different type of experience. Now, I know we got the commercial coming up, so I'm, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you get to your commercial coming up shortly, but I wanna, I wanna tap into some things from pelvic thrust into when my mama came to band night and how I knew, you know what I'm saying, I had that magic. Oh, you had that magic. Well, let me tell you who else has that magic. Our good friends over there, HelloFresh. Now, <laughs> I know a lot of you are sitting here during the pandemic and you're like, listen, I wanna eat, I wanna cook, I wanna prepare my meals, but I don't have the budget or the time. Let me tell you something, my good friends over at HelloFresh have given you an easy and stress-free way. HelloFresh offers convenient contact delivery to your doorstep, man. Easy cooking with the family. You ever notice when you cook something, you're like, damn, I don't have enough bell pepper. Damn, I don't got enough chicken. Damn, I don't have the right amount. HelloFresh solves all those things because their recipes are easy to follow with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. Even if you can't cook, HelloFresh is going to show you how to do it. HelloFresh cuts out stress for meal planning and grocery store tiers. So let me explain something to you. You're spending too much money at the store. You're like, but I still don't got enough money and or food left to cover the week. HelloFresh helps you do all that. They know how many people you're serving. And listen, at a great value, say 40% when you use HelloFresh versus shopping at the grocery store. So you get fresh groceries to your door, brought to you as with pre-planned meals that they give you, so you know exactly how much food, how many people is gonna serve. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with the lower prices for larger box sizes, so more service means more savings. More money back in your pocket. More money to feed your family with or do other stuff with. Now, let me tell you about this. It has this fresh variety. HelloFresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-proportioned ingredients so you can make meals that are delicious. Over 90% of the ingredients are sourced directly from growers. You understand? There's no middleman here, folks. HelloFresh gets straight from the growers right to you. 90% of it all the time is there. And listen, there's something for everyone to enjoy, including 20 menu meals, low calorie, vegetarian for people who are eating meat free, but you're going to eat some, never mind. Uh, kid approved recipes and much, much more. Now, it helps you eat more sustainably. Uh, HelloFresh is a fresh global card neutral meat kit company. By skipping the grocery store and using HelloFresh, you are reducing your food waste by at least 25%. So let me get right to what you need to do. Go over and see our good friends at HelloFresh.com. That is HelloFresh.com backslash D-Y-M-M and the numbers eight zero. Here's why, folks. They're going to give you $80 off, including shipping, fam. $80 of free groceries right now. Go over to HelloFresh.com backslash D-Y-M-M 80 and get you $80 worth of free groceries, including shipping, right to your doorstep. Hit them right now. Again, HelloFresh, 
like the like, like you say, hello, fresh.com backslash DYMM 80 and use shipping code DYMM 80 and get $80 off, including free shipping. Listen, guys, can't tell you much how much me and Coco and the family have enjoyed using HelloFresh to feed our family, save money. And for us at DYMM, we want you to do it. Put in DYMM80 and visit our friends at HelloFresh.com backslash DYMM80. $80 off in your pocket from HelloFresh and Fresh Ingredients. Yeah, bro. Bro, hold on. Speaking of fresh fucking food, let me tell you something I never really got about band. Nigga, we could march a whole motherfucking 10, 20 mile parade. And do you know what the fuck we got after this parade? A what? motherfucking Sprite. A motherfucking yeah. Coke. Yep. Who the fuck was trying to give yeah, us man. juvenile diabetes at that age? What? Two pieces of chicken. Bro, y'all got chicken? The booster, right. dog. I mean, it's all sometimes, about the booster. Sometimes we get them loose-ass chili dogs, you know, with the watery chili and the watery cheese and shit. That shit was like a bullshit boot camp, nigga. That was the first thing I said when I got there. I was like, y'all run this shit like a gang or a boot camp. This is some bullshit, man. This is a band. Y'all, we playing instruments, nigga. This shit was all, I, I was like, this is the band. Me. Look, it's the band industrial complex. That's right. Hey, I only got into, listen, joke, let, me, let me tell you something. I didn't even want to be in the band. Like when I got there, the football team wasn't shit at the school. The basketball team was, was, was already set. And it was like the band had like 20 something people in it. And I'd say about, I'd say 24 people and 17 of them motherfuckers was girls. I was like, I'm being in the band, fuck this shit. Why not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, and now, they went on I, I just see the ladies go crazy over the band, guys. Like when y'all were in school in the black marching band, was that, was that something, uh, Joe Court, what y'all see? Absolutely. I fucked the shit off uh, band, band members, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, it was, uh, there you go. It, it is. is. <laughs> It is, you know what? It was um okay for instance. Was, okay, what is it about band nigga dick that got you where you where you at with? It's this It's in the stroke. It's the motion in the ocean, bro. I can't really explain it, dog. It's the motion in the ocean, bro. It's the motion in the ocean. And and Brandon was right. You know, you you as as a female, you only fuck with the niggas. If you wasn't on the drum line, I'm not fucking with you. I'll give you the two, but maybe. But if you was not on the drum line, I'm not fucking with you, y'all. And I, I remember it was a nigga I fucked with. It was a nigga I fucked with in college. I know he was in the band. Oh no! I need all of that. I need all of this shit. But uh, I didn't know he was in the band. That shit when you, bro. Hold on, listen. You gotta think about it like this, bro. You gotta think about it like this. Symbols. Them symbols cut you in your motherfucking stomach. You got bro, it. them symbols cut you in your stomach. Bro, it was a risk and reward factor. Now, I don't know how niggas didn't tear up their wrists. I, I do not understand that. Maybe I, aerodynamically at that age, you already trained your wrist up good enough to where when you go to play symbols, you good. So that's how, yeah. So that's, yeah. We'll talk about that See, another day. But what I do know is, hey. listen, <laughs> them, them band niggas, it's really secretly pop lock niggas that really ain't got too much other coordination than the other drums, but they have the most thrusting capability. No, okay? it wasn't even so much that. A nigga is marching 90 degrees, practicing all day. Do you know what that does for your core and for your hips? Then you gotta realize all of our songs, we body rolling. Yeah. I, I still could only do the I could only do the 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 drum the drummers dog because um it, I like I was telling y'all it was a guy I was dating 
and I didn't know he played in a band, but his breath always stunk. It was like so rancid. And he would carry around Dr. Tishner's or whatever the fuck you call that shit in his backpack. And he would come over like sweaty, but he never told me he was in the band. And I was like, yeah, it just got to a point. I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, he was like, yeah, you know, babe, you know, my mouth, you know, I'll be blowing in that thing all day. And he was from New Orleans. And uh, mouth was just raggedy as fuck because of all the blowing all day. And I was just like, I can't fucking deal. I can't fucking deal, dog. We can't go together because it's not going to work. Your breath is hot. Your mouth is all worn out. It just is not going to fucking work. It just didn't work. So if I if I fuck with anybody from the band, he had to be a drummer because the, 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 the floor, floor people. That nigga breath smelled like metal. What you call him? That, that nigga, that nigga, that nigga breath smelled like metal. Yeah. Well, it smelled like grass. It was just like, hey, what the what fuck? I think you should tell people you're a band member. Dr. Tishner is peppermint kerosene. This shows you how strong. You didn't even make it anymore? Dr. in your mouth. Yeah, you yeah. with no water. You have to dilute, Dr. Tishner. Thank you. When you it's get a, that it's far, a one you need to, a whole hundred to one ratio. This nigga yes. was swigging. Listen, Dr. Tishner's, you could take a match and, and ooh. Listen, if you and that nigga ran out of gas and you found out he had Dr. Tishner's in his backpack, if you put that in the tank, y'all was making it to the gas station. <laughs> hey, that shit will bring a tear out of any Nigga. man that you think is tough. Ah, I'm talking about passing in the hood. So wait a minute. So in court, so in many, like up in, in St. Paul, up in, in Minneapolis, like the band niggas wasn't that wasn't the same thing. Like, that wasn't the thing. What was the thing? Was like what about was it niggas that played it was in basketball? Okay, niggas play basketball. Okay, it was sports. Now niggas. Prince is from there, so I would think niggas having bands and and, and like doing concerts. Not only is Prince, no nigga, nigga no. Prince ate up all the talent in that area, nigga. He he took up all the musical talent in that area. Area. He did not. What about Mint Condition? <laughs> no, they're too. I forgot they from here. Thing about Minneapolis. Oh, look at my neighbor on the video. They're very underground. They don't like being anything commercial. They're like, yeah. F that. They're like, no. Nah. Mm. They, they hate it. So mm. they like underground stuff. They like to just be local. Comedy shows yeah. and shit, right? Like, like shit, like no, arts. Comedy show, like, arts are, like, if you get big, it's like this weird thing. Like, the underground, you're, you're dope. Oh, like, when, you get too fiesta, commercial. when you get too commercial, they're like, ah. But then when mm. you get super commercial, they're like, okay. Like so Lizzo. Like this weird little what? middle ground. Like they we get always the- wonder what happened to next. Oh yeah, next used to, they used to be in Mall of America all the time. They, I went to school with his sister, but um. Ariel said, "Fuck y'all, I'm going to Atlanta." Tweet one of one of the other ones. Anyway, <laughs> but ain't Lizzo from Minneapolis? Yeah. No, no, Detroit. No, no, no. She's Detroit. from Houston. No, she's from, I she thought she went to school in Houston. No, yeah. Lizzo, Lizzo came. Lizzo oh. built her career up in Minneapolis on she the underground. But she's from Detroit, friends. They love the, it's like a, um, that's why in Minnesota, we all, we got all the music. It was like from everywhere. Somebody so Google that. Right. I don't believe now one of y'all. Nigga, can somebody from the community answer effectively? Can I answer? <laughs> I'm from the community, bitch. Oh, 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 I'm from oh, the community. Can I fucking answer? I would know. That's like asking a gay nigga where another gay nigga is from, nigga. I would know where the fuck this nigga is from. Are you Lizzo Bilt? You're not Lizzo Bilt, though, Joe. She grew up. 
here. I mean, she she moved, she migrated, but the bitch is from Detroit. I'm trying to, I don't have to Google. I'm not fucking Google. I'm using my plus size capabilities, my motherfucking superpowers. Oh, your superpower plus size. You from Detroit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm using my superpowers. The, producer, so the producers say that she was born in Detroit. I yield to your big girl. Uh, the but superpowers in Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh. Let our powers combine. So this is, it's a dope scene. It's a Speaking lot of big girls. There were big Listen, girls. The, the band, band shit, the band shit had a lot of different dynamics. A lot band of niggas is trying band. to fit in. A lot of niggas know who they are, and they the niggas who get to stand out because them niggas is mastering their instrument. I learned you learned a lot of weird shit about niggas in the band. Like you see their insecurities. Um, you get to see just a lot of crazy shit. Like we had this one little nigga. And this is where I really picked up on like the little man syndrome. We had this little nigga named uh, Wayne, R.I.P. Wayne, that nigga uh, passed away about a year or two ago. But this nigga Wayne, um, when you come in, it's two schools merging. So I was from Crystal McCullough. That nigga's from I know what Wayne you're talking about. Yeah, so look, yeah, Wayne mm-hmm. Merritt. So listen, yeah, because he did oh, end up going man. to Hot Tower. So listen, Wayne Wayne really Merritt. trying to make, yeah. Oh, nigga, no. Yeah, yeah. bro. You know, yeah, exactly. and RIP my yeah. nigga LV too, man. God damn, bro. So listen, this nigga Wayne, bro. This nigga Wayne, his sister had already went to the school, so she was already fairly popular. So this nigga Wayne come in, and I really, you know, he the baby. So you really start to get to see them character dynamics on how that nigga acted. This nigga wanted to play snare, but nigga really, I mean, shit. Look at damn food. Like this nigga damn food talking about he played tuba. And nigga in high school, I know him and the tuba was the same. Nigga, the tuba height. gotta be bigger than you, fool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that was a little man syndrome. That's why that I wanted the tuba. Nigga. <laughs> it was a little man syndrome. That's why so what, I so wanted the biggest want, shit there. Yeah, what, what instrument you want, young blood? Yeah, give me the tuba. I got it. I got it. That yeah, nigga, I got it. That nigga I got took it. one look at damn fool and that Dizzy Gillespie ass mouth and was like, yeah, we putting you on tuba, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeepers, so, look, jeepers, so look, this nigga Wayne. So watch this. This nigga Wayne's on snare, but this nigga Wayne's steady talking shit. So you gotta remember, nigga, we get our ass whooped, and then Wayne talking shit to us like he better than us in the band because this nigga playing snare. Man, we caught this. Now listen, this nigga for weeks talked cash shit, <laughs> but the nigga kept dodging us whenever it was time to like catch that nigga in that drum room where you want to fuck that nigga up. Man, this nigga, this nigga dodged that hoe. Or he got saved. Or we caught this nigga slipping one motherfucking day after band practice. Listen, <laughs> we start snatching this nigga Wayne up. First thing came out, this nigga Wayne out. Hey, man, I got asthma, man, I got asthma. Bro, I've never seen a nigga, listen, I've never seen a nigga bitch up so fast and use that asthma shit in my fucking life. And so at that point, we knew, like, nah, we ain't worried about this motherfucking nigga. Bro, it was this another nigga. I went to a school, went to school with this nigga named Reggie Cornwell. Nigga, Cornwell, like, this is where I learned the dynamic of niggas who actually have it and niggas who got to work for it. So this nigga Reggie was a part of our group in middle school, and here he is. He playing snare. But Reggie used to do this weird shit with his mouth. So, you know, in drums, you got to play rudiments. You stop. This nigga Reggie used to talk them hoes. So, nigga, we be playing the drums. All you see with Reggie is, <laughs> bro, this, bro, this had to be yeah, the craziest fucking shit. Bro, this nigga had the Bobby Brown before the Bobby Brown, my nigga. Like, 
bro. Hey, bro, if your bottom jaw ain't out, you ain't playing them drums, bro. I've been playing drums since I was 11 years old. If your bottom jaw ain't out, if you ain't got the bub off, you ain't is that is that on the lips? Is that you gotta either poke them lips? You gotta oh shit. You gotta oh. have those going. Watch this. So nigga, when I was nigga, when I was in band, it was really the discipline was the biggest factor, nigga. We'd be at like uh you'd be at like band camp, nigga, and you trying to show out, nigga. I'm out there probably 170 fucking pounds, probably about a good five nine right around that time, skinny as shit, muscle shirt, nigga, getting it in. Nigga, my name turned in to take that lap. That's what my name turned in. So nigga, <laughs> so, nigga, <laughs> nigga, you be that nigga that drug that uh, uh band director. <laughs> that nigga was a beast. Bro, this nigga did not know my name. My name was take that lap. You know how like when you in the house and uh all shit or get your motherfucking ass in here like all them customers be your name nigga mm -hmm. take that lap was my name nigga it'll be times where that nigga be telling another nigga to take that lap and i'm running next to nigga like shit i don't know who you talking to the shit nigga. let me just go ahead and take this home but nigga we at the you got listen. nine people in your goddamn family you grew up with that was the shit they used to fuck me up this nigga got he's the oldest of nine yeah so listen so the so listen the band shit is how you learn that I've learned how to leverage, because dealing with nine people, bro, you're dealing with personalities. So that's how I learned how to maneuver through most of life by understanding these personalities that I'm dealing with. I got a sister that we really ain't fuck with too tough. So in band, if I came across somebody who was like my sister, I'm like, ah, we ain't fuck with her. We, nah, we move the fuck around. I, little man syndrome, <laughs> I got a little brother that's short. So that's how I picked up on Wayne. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, all these different dynamics and shit that I was dealing with, in my household, but band was the release, bro. So y'all, okay. So let me ask a question. This, this is what I want to know about these band trips because I heard about this too. There's a lot of fucking going on on the band trips. Yeah, get to that. You try, you try, you try. I'm gonna tell you. Ah, uh, uh, wait a minute. Y'all niggas told me y'all was fucking. Now it's now a, a lot of fingering. Why are you so excited about that, dude? No, nah, the niggas that was on the bus on the way down. It's a lot of fingering. All right. It's all if, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's be clear. If you a drum nigga, you're fucked because drum niggas and tuba niggas is riding in the bus together. So it's a sausage fest on one bus. All right. So it ain't no motherfucking <laughs> fingering going on. I play right? French horn. Now, if you, I play listen, French so if you horn. See, nigga. There it is. So, so I was on the bus. With horn, the trumpets, trumpets, all the saxophones, saxophones all, oh, the the all the girls play saxophone. I don't know why we keep uh, forgetting these flags. Niggas was fucking majorettes. I knew football players and basketball wait, players. Wait, hold on. You said flag. Now, hold on. It's a difference between majorettes and flag. Can I, can I finish my sentence? Let yeah. me land. Now, everybody know that the football players and basketball players was fucking the majorettes. But what they don't know is how many of their asses was fucking them flag girls, nigga. And the band niggas. Them flag girls was giving up much ass, my boy. I'm talking about, and they, they had to compete. They was just they had to they, compete. They, they, they wasn't was always as the majorette. As the majorette, they no. wasn't always as cute as the majorette. No, they wasn't yeah. built up as tight as they the majorette. Yeah, they had to work a little but they hard. Had the same motherfucking wrist dexterity, because actually more so, because them hoes was twirling a pole, nigga, and this bitch is twirling a drumstick, nigga. So. Bro, to the, flag. the majorettes were slim. They had their little way about them. Some of them flag girls had grown woman bodies. Yes, Lord. So yeah, so yeah, they weren't fitting into the little bitty ass outfits, but you was cutting to the chase. 
Yeah, so yeah, I dabbled, I I dabbled in a few. Back when I was uh, in the band, there were a yeah. lot of girls that were talented enough to twirl, but because they couldn't fit into the uniform, they weren't able to be a majorette. And I remember- Bro, it's a lot of pressure on the motherfucker to sitting around doing all that goddamn twirling. First of all, what happens when you drop that motherfucker? Like, do you know the level of judgment that comes across you at 15, 16 years old when you drop that guy? It's like, bitch, it's a stick. How did you drop it? Like, bro, it's so much pressure that comes with this motherfucking uh, majorette. We had this one drill with drums where niggas played that. It's kind of like some shit y'all probably seen on drumline. Niggas play the drum, nigga do the shit, nigga pass the stick down, and the nigga throw that hoe. Bro, the amount of fucking pressure that came with a nigga that threw the stick and the nigga that had to catch that motherfucker. Bro, too much pressure for me. Too much motherfucking pressure for me. Well, it's a lot of pressure on a lot of people, but let me tell you what you gotta understand is there's no pressure when it comes to our good friends over there at <laughs> Honey. And let me tell you something. Honey mainly is is searching coupon on, gold off on, the internet. On, let me tell you about on. it. Great hey. transition, baby. Yeah, Great right. Transition. Honey, honey does the hard work for you. And I mean, this is my honey, but my other honey is online. Now, honey goes online and it finds ways to save you money. It finds ways to get money back in your pocket. It finds ways that you might be paying. Like, let's say you got a sprint bill. It will, honey will go out and look up your account information, find out how much you are being overcharged and save you that money. I mean, imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you're about to check out, the honey button pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds, Honey searches for those coupons and finds it. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop right on the goddamn screen. So before you buy anything, install Honey, man. Make sure you go over there and do it. Look, if Honey finds a working coupon, the prices are going to instantly drop. Like, what do you think Honey saved you money on? You know what it saved me money on? Clothes, tech items, bruh, pizza. God damn it, I got kids, four of them. Pizza. I mean to tell you, pizza, pizza, pizza. Honey saved me money on pizza. It gets it in there. Listen, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Honey saved me money on alcohol when I buy it on there. Things that I want to do for my personal shopping, for my car. Honey saves those things because it finds the coupons and it applies them right away. Now, listen, this is what I need y'all to do if you want to get involved with our good friends over there. Honey, you don't have to wait. Go right over there right now and hit up honey.com slash D-Y-M-M. That's honey.com slash D-Y-M-M and get your honey on, bro. Listen, man. And I mean, by getting it, you're going to be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast by just going over there and using the promo code D-Y-M-M. That's honey.com slash D-Y-M-M. Join honey.com slash D-Y-M-M. Join honey.com slash D-Y-M-M and get busy with our good friends over there. Save money on over 30,000 stores online. I mean, listen, man, it's so much stuff over there. Gaming products, fashion brands, even food delivery. All you got to do is go over there and use joinhoney.com backslash D-Y-M-M. And that's for my good friends at Honey. Shouts out to Manscaped, Honey, and uh, HelloFresh for all being supporters of the Did You Miss Me podcast special episode today. Now, JoJo, uh, yeah. You got busy on the Christmas episode yesterday, man. Uh, they gonna see this Christmas special. Get ready for it. We in full fucking effect. Um, I know it wasn't easy growing up with me. Uh, so I, I'm sure you're gonna talk some more shit. Uh, we, 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 our roasting sessions get pretty intense. Last night it got pretty good. What you think? It was awesome. Yeah, I don't give a shit. 
You know, that's how it is in this family. Yeah, Juana um, made fun of all the abortions I had yesterday. She said, uh, yo, hey, hey, bro. I told her, yo, room is a two. Your room is a two. I've only had two. You've had, Hey, hey, your daughter hey, had to step over the body. Excuse me. Let me get out of here. <laughs> Wait, this Yo. is the therapy. This is how y'all work y'all y'all family. Yeah, abortions came right. up during the Christmas special. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen oh, to fuck. me. Hey, she Billy. Every time she run the garbage disposal. <laughs> hey, Billy was Drake before Drake. He was hustling bitches into abortions and shit, pressuring them and shit. He was a Suge Knight of abortions, dog. This nigga See, if was. If I had Uber, I would have saved myself for anybody. Bitch, I gotta save my career. Think of me. Think of me, bitch. Think of me. Oh, Courtney ain't shit. Wait, 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 let's be clear. Billy still owes me $500 from abortion. Which one oh, is, I, I don't thank know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Billy, Someone tell I'm, the truth, I'm, thank you so much. What, who do I bill in the Billy Surrounds estate? Hey, hey, I forgot to say. Yeah, I feel the same to say everybody on this camera. <laughs> I'll about that. Say everybody on this episode. That coochie hey. is called Crip Keeper. Hey, 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 you got four kids. If we look at the ratio of the kids that made it just for the kids that didn't know, hey, you have numbers. You only got one kid. I only got one. Hey, but hey, 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 you, you said fucking trash. Did, did Joanna say that Billy's abortions help pay somebody's salary at Planned Parenthood? Is that what I heard her say? Bruh. Hey, I called Joanna Schindler's list last night. Oh, baby, she got rid of it. Commission. They got a Christmas. Hey, hey, Black Ron, Billy won't shut up long enough to let me really go the fuck in like I want to. He's afraid. Go. So I'm waiting for him to shut the fuck up. I'm waiting for this nigga because he's scared. Because I'm the only nigga that really has been there all this time, dog. Mm. I'm talking about, so y'all know Billy as being a nigga that fuck a lot of bitches. I'm sorry, Coco, before you came, that's what he was known for. You know this, right? Child, child. I'm going to talk about the first time Billy saw a pussy. That's mm. what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the first time that this nigga ran home, scared, crying <laughs> in my room. What? Crying. Oh, we need what race story. of pussy do you think Billy saw first? What race? Guess the race, nigga. Guess the race. White, Mexican. White girl in his karate. Who said Mexican, dog? Who said it? Mexican. I did. Who the fuck said it? Very good. Very fucking good. Good. What is Mexican for 500, please? Yes. This Her name was Michelle. It was a uh, nice summer day. Daddy was out running the street. It was a nice, his summer nice summer day. Uh, I was best friends with her, with her cousin, um, Priscilla. Billy goes to Michelle's house down the street in the neighborhood. Now Michelle was like a part of this, like she was a part of MS thirteen. Nigga, she was hey. she was fucking niggas in the cartel at fourteen. That hey, 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 hey! <laughs> this nigga went over her house. Can y'all be left me and Brittany by ourselves? Went to her house. Can y'all be came back home sweating? Ran into my room, shuts the door. Judy. <sighs> I said, what's wrong, Billy? She showed me her private parts. I said, what do you mean she showed you her? <laughs> He's like 13 and a half going on 14. My, like, our parents had just divorced. Billy. So this nigga's running in my room, crying like a bitch, dog. Tears because of joy. Because this bitch showed her cha-cha to this nigga. And this nigga 
He can't. He cannot deal. He could not deal, and he's been fucking the beans and rice out of every bitch since then, dog. Yeah. He has been. <laughs> <laughs> he been trying to make up for his shit, dog. But that nigga's a bitch. That nigga's scary. I know he's more superior than y'all think. I was She'd already been held back. She was on her way to fifteen. She had blonde <laughs> and white hair in her pussy, nigga. It's, it's, it, it was already groomed up and shit. She had like a creamy, she had a creamy layer of shit on it. I, it was a Come lot. On, man. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. She was 14. That pussy was gross. That pussy hey. was gross. She was about to have her kinks in yet or soon, I mean, nigga. You, know, you was about to be a husband, dog. You was about to be a husband. Like, that that her daddy and like her brother before she go to school every day. I mean, it's a love, it's a rough life. This is a 14 years old. And you had an Antoine Fisher moment. That nigga oh, ran so fast. I, I I mean, I've never seen him run again from anything like that, but you know. Yeah, I, I actually, can I tell you something I never told Billy? There was two things I was afraid of when he was gonna make it to LA. Well, I knew he was gonna be something special because he always was as a child. He's very special. Um, Often misunderstood. Yeah. But I used to think two things were gonna happen. He's very special. Yeah. No, he was very special. He, he, because he always came up with the best games. It didn't matter how much money we had or how much we didn't have. Every time was a good time with him because he was so creative. So it was great growing up with him because I didn't have to think so much about creativity because he always did. But so I knew he was going to be great. But I was always afraid of two things. I was like, well, really three things. I said, when he goes to LA, either he's going to get hooked on cocaine. That was my first thing. <laughs> I was right about that. I was right about that shit. My second thing was, He's gonna pull like a Wilt Chamberlain and fuck so many bitches he gets bored and fucks niggas. I don't know. I guess that's how it works. I figure like well, after a while you get these tired. days though for playing with my family. What? You get fucked in the mouth. These these, Who, these are you men, talking to me? No, these men fuck get me? fucked in the mouth. No, the men Who? are gonna get fucked in the mouth. I would fuck gay, with the in the mouth. Uh, yeah. Game okay. over. It ain't about being gay. It's about power. Have to stop saying okay. That. That's, that's gay though. The third thing. It's about power. Okay, let me tell you my third thing. The third thing was, I was afraid he was going to catch AIDS, dog. I swear to God, I was so afraid he was going to catch AIDS. I'm glad he didn't. Coco looks healthy. By the state of her beauty and everything that's going on, she looks in great condition. I figure Billy doesn't have it. But I was right about my body in 08. It said, all right, I'm out of here, Jack. That's enough. Because it saw that you already had dungus. But I'm glad I'm here. You know, I just I just started liking Billy like three weeks ago. Um that's why y'all ain't fucking me. Y'all never known. You know what I'm saying? Uh Billy drugged me. I ain't tell y'all about that. That's the only reason why I like him now. And I'm an educator, so for all intents and purposes, I want to make sure that I'm very clear. I did not intentionally do any type of drugs whatsoever. I went to visit my brother. The Lord told me to meet him where he was, and I met him where he was on accident. I got there, and I should have known because he was being too nice, damn fool. You know how when uh, you go to the house, and Billy, hey, you want something to drink? <laughs> me thinking, and the only thing I have is alcohol. So he offers me some juice. He said, hey, you want some juice? And he smirks. He gives me the cup and he smirks. But I was like, oh shit, he's being loving. He's he's offering me something. Let me take it. Cause I'm in his home. Let me take, let me partake in the shit he's giving me. Cause I'm just thinking it's just some Ciroc in there, or just some Cavassier, just something simple that I'm already aware of. It's he said, never I said, just, it's, 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 it's never just, just that, 
No. Why would this nigga offer you apple juice? This nigga don't offer Bro, <laughs> but it looked like regular Who's juice. Apples I take it grown, who offers at grown people First apple all, juice at apple three juice. in the morning? <laughs> who gives out apple juice shots at three in the morning? This nigga. Bro. Raise this your way. hand if raise your hand if Billy's never drugged you. <laughs> but if I didn't know him, I would like sue this nigga. Jizer, you escaped. I don't know how you fucking escaped, bro. But this nigga, let me tell you, he it gave me no the car. Billy, no hands to come with that. It, I see. I couldn't do that. He oh, gave, it's coming. He, I'm gonna wait till it be, be my grand finale. Oh, oh, don't you wait. Oh, you ain't, you ain't know. <laughs> what happened? And, and for my last trick, <laughs> be very careful. He, he hands me the cup, y'all, and I take a sip. A quick sip. He's like, and he sits there and watches this fucking psychopath as he watches me you sip the shit. And I'm, and, but I'm chilling. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, you know what's in there? I said, yeah, alcohol, duh. I get what? a bottle of yeah. rock and put that shit in there. <laughs> On top of what's in there. Now, what he puts in there is, I guess he put Molly's or MDMA. I don't fucking know. Molly's. All I know was, we talked for two days. Two days. I did not leave that house. I talked to him for two full days. And we healed 20 years of our relationship in two full days. Like, I fuck with this nigga tough now. You know what I'm saying? I always protected Billy. Like, people would never know I wasn't fucking with him like that. But uh, he's the perfect oil to my water. But I, I still fight behind him, even if we didn't get along, because that's nobody's business, right? But I'm just letting you know, I fuck with this nigga now. Because he drugged me, huh? My nigga Joe, tell him something, Joe. Tell him nah, something, don't Joe. Me. Don't gas me up now, bro. The glove is off. Yeah, the glove it's time is off. to attack black. Oh, that pussy turned into a psychopath ass Billy. Got turned out by a viewer that wet and wavy. That's a goddamn shame. This, this is how. This, 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 that's how Exactly what happened. We had a taco bottle with water in it, and we gave him oh, a great goose bottle with taco in it. Let that sink in. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, I was just gonna say I was there the night that they that she found this out. We was at a at a party chilling, drinking, and uh the nigga Billy just actually he just said it like he's like, Yeah, that's just like that time when we gave y'all that taco and we was drinking water, and everybody was like, What? <laughs> hey, we were like, y'all want to take shots of taco of uh, Grey Goose? They was like, Grey Goose, which is all taco. It's all taco. Right. And what's in the, guess what's in the taco bottle? Water. And we ran a muck on her friend. Who does <laughs> that? Get, 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 
everywhere. Wearing people he loved in it. the bathroom, on the sink. What you say, what? They we wearing people he loved it. Said, break. <laughs> oh, he. Oh, I get it. Niggas like love that. Okay. If it was love, it would have been MDMA. Right. <laughs> That's just evil, dog. That's evil. But, no, no, no. That was just regular vodka. It wasn't any ass shit else in it. It was just vodka. Nah, it was just regular vodka. It wasn't nothing else in it. That was just taco. Oh, yeah. Because if he loved you, it would have been in DNA. Seven shots of taco. You gonna fuck mm-mm, it. Mm-mm. Just that was that was that was pre-Sandman business. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I was already the Sandman. It was just you know niggas wasn't getting that was that out. was pre-Sandman. Look how messed up that is. As y'all taco vodka is distilled. On the couch. Dr. Tishness. <laughs> He's snapping pictures. Yeah. This is Joanna Molly. She talking. Before I was in. What a dick. I was that, that's what I'm saying. Before I was in. I said, nigga. Listen to me. <laughs> Guys, we talked so long. I never moved from Saturday at 6 o'clock until I 9 p.m. Because he the was next day. I didn't make you want to talk about it. Having a blast. I honestly thought that it would make you horny or something. I didn't, I've never done it. I've never done it. So I didn't know what the effects were. And then I just started talking and I was like, what the fuck? Why am I still here? But I couldn't stop myself. And then let me tell you what else he did. He started playing music to my memories, dog. That was on some R. Kelly maestro musical type bullshit, dog. Oh, let me tell you what happened. Same songs. I played, Joanna was talking about something and she forgot it. And she was saying some funny ass shit. Joanna will be on the stage soon because she got a, she got a uh, fire ass set. So she said some shit and she was like, I forgot because I couldn't write it down fast enough. And she was like, I can't remember, Billy. I can't remember. I said, that's okay. I'm going to keep playing these songs and you're going to remember what you said because the song was playing while you was talking. So I looped the same two songs for about 30 minutes. The idea came right back to her. Do you remember? But that's right. Like, whoa, 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 no, 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 that's not you right. You fucked my mind. You, you fucked no, my mind, no, no, what? No, no, dude, you control me, dog. You control me, bro. You can't do that shit. I played, I don't, you can't do that shit. You, you fucked me. You fucked my brain, dog. No, I did not. I did, hey, I, I replayed the songs. No, no. What I can't say, right? I mean it like like that, guys, 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 guys. Calm down, relax, relax, right. relax. Calm down, calm down. Not like great, you know what I mean. I'm saying, nigga, you fucked my brain up. You controlled me and shit. Shit, fuck me up. I can go I'm- to jail for this shit. <laughs> no, guys, not like that. I'm saying, like he took control. It was like he was like a transformer behind my brain. Like I don't understand what the hell happened. Like he made me remember something that I had no ability to remember. I had no ability to remember at all. Yeah, it was kind of like hypnotherapist. No, you got, but see, Josh, you had to be there. It was something he did. He's never done that before where he literally, he was patient with me, number one. And number two. And I love you. (laughs) He was so nice. He was like, no, you can do it. No, it's okay. He began to whisper to me. He's like, you got it. You got it. No, no, no. It's okay, Jody. It's okay. You got it. Stop. 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 And he kept doing the shit. No, you, you you keep saying it. You got all right. Stop. Let me jump in. So all right, hey, hey, Jonna, Jonna. What? Tag, tag out. <laughs> Let me drive the story. Let me clear. This no, story. what's happening, guys? Tag, tag the screen. Let me tag in. Let me tag in. <laughs> tag the screen. Guys, right. what's wrong with y'all's minds, guys? Is 
I was helping her go through, it was a traumatic conversation. <laughs> she had past life trauma. And the thing she was saying was so deep and hard to hear oh hard my to convey God. that I was sensitive in hearing those things because I didn't know them because it was some shit that happened to her when she was a young child that I did not know about. So we were talking about family shit. So it wasn't no, that wasn't the part that you helped me on because I got that part. Like here's the thing. I I'm open. Before, so no, I, I'm just I'm open now. I'm good. It's all good. No, no, for real, no, on real shit. It was it was like when like I'm not an advocate for people doing drugs. I'm not, but I'm not judging. But what I am gonna say, what I am gonna say is that because of that being in my system, it broke down all the barriers and allowed for us to just meet at a really good place as brother and sister and be completely authentic, completely open with no judgments. It was really a beautiful experience, but it was a great tool at that time and it really did heal our relationship. That's um, what it's for. People don't know what MDMA yeah. is for. It was used mm -hmm. to, for couples therapy mm -hmm. um, and they used that when people were going through relationship or marital problems. It was prescribed two couples to do together yep. and it helped them become more comforting. Like me and Courtney, when we have shit, I'm like, what you gonna do? You wanna pop this molly with me? And, and we no, 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 you can't do it that way. That's not how it's gonna work. No, 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 that's how it worked. That's how it worked. You pop that Molly and talk, goddammit. Yeah, we yeah. talk in our fucking but, Molly explains whatever mood your mind is on. Whatever whatever, whatever you own and you pop that Molly, it expands that shit. So it, 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 except, it, it except, does, the shit, yeah. except the shit black Ron gay Courtney after show two, after show one. And fuck no, but let me let, no, let me let me land. That was violent, Molly. No, and then gave us some boo capone uh schizo pills. No, no. But that's what she was on. She was already really? on that. So when the Molly kicked in, all it did was expand it for her. In her mind, she was like, no, I can go a step higher. I'm going to bring two henchmen with me. I'm going to slow down. That nigga gonna... keep talking about them henchmen. <laughs> Bebop and rock steady. I'm going to bring rock them and sock them with me. Let my sister live. Let her live, damn it. comedian. You know what? You know why I was talking so slow? I asked, D-Lay came back. Because that Molly had your jaw tight. Goddamn it. Her jaw was tight. Okay. okay. First of all. Hey, well, you Let her live. In a world. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is this why they canceled using it for couple sessions? Because if There's the a side limit. effect is tight jaw, but it's used to open you up and expand you. Like that's a whole. You gotta, you gotta flush your system with water constantly. Mm -hmm. You can't go drink alcohol, which is which is gonna dry you out more. And do this. You gotta use something to put calcium back in your system, which or why they give you more. Billy Sorrells for years, and then it was this was this before or after you parked the car in front of the trash can? Hold on, hold on, guys, huh? guys, listen. Here's here's the thing though. This is the part of the guy. Yeah. Now I spent I spent at least three of those. I spent three hours of those two days that Billy and Joada was together. I spent three hours of those two days with them on the phone via FaceTime. That's how high them niggas was. Them <laughs> niggas would not let me off that goddamn phone. So Billy FaceTimes me like, yeah, man. Hey, Joanna over here going in. She going in. So he trying to be slick and like. Film and let me so I'm looking 
She looked dead in the camera and was like, what's that food? I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> it was like a nigga look through that, that, that mirror when you go to see the police and you be looking through it and you be like, number three. And number three, look at you and be like, nigga, I'm gonna get you. How the fuck did she even know I was over here? <laughs> like, Bro. So, so look, I'm gonna get I, for about two hours, I get a whole like, nah, nah, I love you because like you, you, you like that brother. He, you like you know what I'm saying. And I was like, yeah, y'all, no, had y'all had it a motherfucker. So they kept, they kept talking. So I kept saying, all right, y'all, I'm about to go and get out of here. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. So look, you ever seen like two ants like in, 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 in I'm like, Jordan, y'all had. I was like, y'all gonna be talking all <laughs> night. I'm about to go. She's like, no, we just drinking apple juice. I said, who gives out apple juice at 3 a.m., Joanna? There's no way. I look over. Joseph got his cup. He over there giggling and shit. I was like, he on his way. <laughs> I say he got he got the whole family over here. <laughs> nah, I was it, like these niggas. Oh, this gonna be an interesting night. It, no, it it really helped because like I'm telling y'all, when you don't like somebody, you just like everybody they fuck with. Like I just like everybody on the podcast for no fucking reason. Like I, just because <laughs> I couldn't get close to him. So I was like, fuck this nigga show. And my husband, Joel, would try to watch the show. I banned this nigga for years. I was like, you ain't watching that shit, dog. Fuck this nigga. Fuck the whole show. Just because we weren't on the same accord. And so by us finally having a conversation and we realized we're more alike than anything, that opened up. Now I'm going back watching all the episodes. All his content. He said soul talks. We be like, they're the same person. They just the same person. That's why they don't get along. Exactly. It's like, hey, stop being me, me. No, no. Kevin, listen. Can I tell you why I couldn't fuck with Billy? Just one thing. It's just only one reason. Because he's a liar, dog. He's a liar. And he, like, lies and hurts you for no reason. I'm, like, so loving and chill. And this nigga come and fuck with me and just say some off-the-wall shit. And I'd be like, my guns ain't even drawn, bro. You just evil. Like, this nigga just... Just evil with no reason at all. That was the only reason I couldn't fuck with this nigga, bro. Got you at right all. Kind of got you right there. At all. But now it's all it's good. It's healed. We're all good now. Good We're now. giving it the land of Sorrell's it's all house. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I was so goddamn happy on the other end of the phone, like just to see, you know, the whole thing. I was like. They not gonna remember none of this shit in the morning, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it down. Wait, Kev, he wrote it all down. So now I don't, I, I didn't forget it, but it made me, I guess for the longest, cause I know like him being an only boy, it was hard for me to like, want to be there. Cause I was like, he always got all these niggas. Maybe he wanted me to be a boy, but it just never worked out that way. So now having y'all around and having all his brothers around, it makes it make more sense. And uh, I feel more inclusive. Hey, man, you know what's crazy about this whole thing was uh, we got a special holiday episode, a series of these motherfuckers is going to be crazy. We got y'all to live stream tonight, but we getting down to it. Let me tell you who you're going to get to see this weekend. You're going to get to see Black on the episode. That's right. Stepdaddy Truck is on that thing. My mama is on that thing. Coco's on that thing. Jojo on that thing. Didi up in that thing. Fool up in this thing. We all up in this goddamn thing all motherfucking weekend long. Get ready for it. It's going to be a holiday field time of laughter and let the good times roll. The roast is on the way. If you want to watch the roast now, 
go over to patreon.com backslash did you miss me podcast if you want to pre-order the edited version oh because guess what happened we hang this up we're watching the live the new edited version and then there will be a sneak peek at some point be ready for it on patreon patreon is gonna get to see it first if you are not a ten dollar subscriber on patreon you would not get the chance to see the finished edit which i'm probably gonna upload tonight for my patreon niggas because i fuck with y'all Patreon.com backslash Did You Miss Me podcast. You will see Black Ron rising from the ashes and killing this goddamn show. And get ready. Special taping coming soon. Celebrity, Black Ron, Damn Fool, Billy Sorrells, D-Lay, Ali Sadiq. Oh, man. It's, it's about to be a fucking party. Details coming soon. Energizer the DJ in the mix. It sounds like a college party. You got Coco, she gonna be there. JoJo gonna be there. Everybody gonna be there. Forget you, Energizer. Forget you with that picture, first of all. Yo! (laughs) Hell of a parking job, uh, Yo. First of all, it was all lined up. That was the only place I could fit because I didn't have a parking place. Somebody slammed trash on my trunk, but it's all good. Hey, listen, we're getting up out of here. Get ready for a busy week. Happy holidays. We love y'all. And you know what's crazy? When my sister came on and Courtney came on and Black Ron came on and Energizer came on and Damn Food came on, we all looked each other dead in the eyes and we said, Did you miss me? Took y'all ass around the world and dropped y'all ass off. Another episode. Make sure you check us out. We'll see you next time.